0: okay i am this is gonna be so interesting because i'm literally sitting on my floor in my apartment right now eating thin mints from my stocking and the whole spirit like literally was laying in my bed and the whole spirit's like you need to go record this podcast and i was like uh i don't know if i want to do that oh my gosh my air conditioner is about to turn on hang on wait i have to stop this because i need to shut that off before it like ruins this entire podcast turn off turn off turn off (laughs) please turn off please turn off praise freaking god because that was about to be a hot mess all right i'm just gonna break down dating and and the church and loving jesus and what that even looks like i i could say so many things about this i have so many opinions so many views on it and i want to start with this the bible actually doesn't give clear instructions on dating right There's very clear instructions on living a holy life, on marriage, and everything else you could think about, right? But when it comes to dating, there isn't much, except for you have the verses about in Mark it talks about leaving your father and mother and cleaving to your wife, right? And there's different verses about how you're meant to submit to one another and then to the Lord and things like that. But when it comes to how do we date, how do we view dating, how do we handle dating, there isn't a lot of direction. But there is a lot of direction in how do you live a holy life? How do you love one another well, right? And so my view on dating is that in the church, it's it's just so idolized. And it And because of that, it's put me off so much. I'm not against dating at all. I I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. I believe marriage is beautiful, right? And the covenant that comes from that is so godly and healthy. But I think that the way that singleness has been kind of ostracized in the church has hurt a lot of people. And walking through this season of singleness, I honestly can say that. I I love it. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and be like, oh, it's super easy. No, there are moments where it's really hard for me, where I do feel lonely, where I'm like, God, like, this is hard to go through by myself. Like, I would love to do it with somebody else. And then there are moments where I look at it and I go, wow, I understand why I'm not doing this with somebody else right now. (laughs) Like, I am a hot mess. Like, I think I would be divorced if I was actually married right now. But I just think that the way that the church has made singleness to be ostracized has not helped single people walk healthily. And so when it comes to dating inside of the church, I'm just going to break down my view of things I've walked through of of how I've handled it honestly and this is this is just going to be my my perspective, not everyone's perspective. I think there's this big thing where Marriage has become this goal. And once you reach it, your life will be fulfilled. And that's not the truth. The goal is Jesus and the end goal is Jesus. Right. And so if your idea of I will finally be who I'm meant to be when I step into marriage, it's just not going to work for you. Because what you're going to keep doing is looking for things inside of your marriage that you were meant to find inside of Jesus. If you don't know who you are at the core, you're never going to have a healthy marriage. You're just going to begin to build things in to try to supplement what you're longing for that can only be found in Jesus. And so I think that we've made such an unhealthy idolization of marriage and because of it, we have people who aren't longing for Jesus as the end goal, but are longing for a spouse that will never fulfill the place that Jesus was meant to fill. And I, it, it, it's breaking people. It's breaking people. Because I am i have friends that are walking through hard situations and they're asking me questions and I'm just really honest with them in the midst of it of like, hey, like, when you got married, did you know who you were as a son and a daughter? And usually the answer is no and i'm like okay well well what are you looking for in your marriage now and they're like well i think i think i'm looking for who i am and i'm like well you're never going to find it there <laughs> like like that's i get what you're trying to get to but it's never going to happen from somebody that was made by the one you're looking for right i just like I just, I don't know. This is just my perspective of what I'm seeing. And so I'm seeing this rush to marriage because we've made an unhealthy idolization of it. And there's there's also this weird thing too where people have also gone to the complete other direction of it and filled Jesus in to this relational gap, right? And been like, oh, Jesus is Jesus is everything. And I don't get me wrong, Jesus is everything to me. But there's like this like unhealthiness of it of like, almost this like, I've built my relationship, my earthly relationship on Jesus. And what I mean by that is the relationship that was meant to be meant for your spouse, you've just kind of filled the gap until somebody else is going to fill the gap and you put Jesus there, which also makes me question, what do you do when you get married? You get what I'm saying? Like there are so many unhealthy ways that we have tried to build marriage in the church. And now we have so many unhealthy relationships and structures. And then we also have this. We have people that are walking into relationship with this eyes of, if this doesn't work out, I'm I'm done for. There's nobody else. I don't know what I'm going to do. Who's going to marry me? Who's going to love me? Right? Which is, is isn't working it's making this high stakes every single time you go to a coffee date. Like every single time you start talking to somebody, it's so high stakes because you're scared nobody else will ever come through even though he's a God who says he'll fulfill, right? He will give you the desires of your heart, right? And so I just think like we've kind of And the reason that we even have this is because of the way that it's been viewed inside of the church, that marriage is the end goal and you're not fulfilled until you're married. And it's such a lie. It is such a lie because you can look through your word. And yes, there are people that are married, but there are also a lot of people in the word that were single and doing amazing things for the Lord that were completely changing things for people. And so I just like I just have this this like burning desire inside of me of I one of my main things I love for people is for them to know who they are in the eyes of Jesus above all else because if you know your identity marriage is going to be beautiful because you both know who you are not you guys looking for something inside of it that Jesus was meant to fill and so personally I'm going to start breaking down like my my situations that have happened in the church and dating and things like that but personally like I honestly am one of those people that looks at friendship as the way to figure out if I even want to start dating you because my friends are very honest and vulnerable with me they are. They're not trying to put on this great front in front of me. And one of my core values is that people just be authentically themselves. I love when people are authentically themselves, and you can do that through friendship. And so there's a lot of moments in my life where like somebody's like, "Oh, I, oh, I like you" or whatever. But we've already been friends for like two or three years, and so I'm like, Ooh, "Buddy, oh pal." Like, I know you like me. I know. That I am amazing. I'm not trying to... I'm not even going to try to be humble right now for you guys. Um, I know I'm amazing. I know who God has made me to be. And I know the worth that I have. And so there's been moments where my guy friends have come to me and been like, hey, I like you. I want to see where this will go. And I've had to have honest conversations with them of like, hey, I'm going to be super real with you. I'm not attracted to you. And I've known you for years and years and years. And I'm just... It's just not going to work for me. But... I'm willing to go on a coffee date with you. Like I'm willing to do this one thing, but I want you to respect the boundary of if after this is done I say no that it's done. And some of them have taken that really well. Some of them have not taken that very well. <laughs> like, some of them get really hurt by that. But in but even in the midst of that, there's still the beauty of friendship. Like i've had that conversation with one of my guy friends before and we we tried coffee and then literally we laugh about it about like remember that moment where we went to coffee and like you liked me and i was like no like i did not like you you liked me and like we've like had these little fights and it's so funny now because he's married and his wife is amazing and i'm like see that wouldn't have happened if you would have just got on your feelings for a quick second (laughs) stop looking at me like that but like there are honest conversations that have come from this from my perspective too and and it's brought more clarity to me but I I think this high stakes view of relationships too is something that I never carried with myself so when I went into these things I went with honesty and integrity and I also went with love first and I'm not talking about like love of I want to fall in love with you but I'm talking about loving your neighbor as yourself. I would want somebody to be as clear and directional with me as I was with him. So that's why I was like that. I wasn't going to ever try to let it sit in confusion or ever let it just like me never actually speak my opinion or my boundaries to the point where things get overstepped, right? And then both of us are hurt. And I think there's this thing with a lot of us where we, we don't want to hurt people, so we don't say things. But then also there are also this other boundary line of there are those that see the boundary line and do not respect it. And it doesn't work. If you're not respecting people's healthy boundary lines of relationship, then you're not ready for relationship. Let me say it again, if you're not respecting people's boundaries of relationship, you're not ready for a relationship, especially in the kingdom, especially in the kingdom, because that's not loving, that's abusive. I'm going to be honest with you. If I've seen it happen again and again where girls and guys have said, hey, this is how I feel about you. This, this is never going to change. And if it does change, I'll let you know. And I've seen people take that boundary line and abuse it and keep trying to overstep it and keep trying to pursue and keep trying to push. And it's like this idea that like, I don't know where it came from of, oh, well, if I keep pursuing her, if I keep pursuing him, like if I keep putting myself out there, like they're going to like me, but like they're going to like you so much more if you respect their boundary line they built. I'm just I'm being so honest about it. And so if you're if you're somebody that's like I really like this person and they told me this, okay then. Pack it up. Go spend time with Jesus. Like build your relationship with Jesus. Ask God, okay, is this the person that I'm meant to be with? Yes, no, okay, maybe so. Then I'm going to spend more time with you and then if they ever come back to me, I'll be ready to go. Don't keep trying to pursue them past this place that they've already built up and abuse it. Because they're just going to look at you as somebody that doesn't respect them. And that's not somebody they want to be in a relationship with. But as I dive even deeper into this, I just want to say this too. Like, I don't know. I just like, I get kind of frustrated at this because there's a lot of people that are like, Gabrielle, like, why aren't you married right now? Why... Aren't you dating anybody right now? And and my answer is always the same. I haven't found anybody that actually matches what I want to do in the kingdom. And I'm not talking about they have to be in the same alignment with me. I'm talking about they're ready to carry what God has put upon my life. I haven't found a leader who's ready to do that. And so for me personally, like relationships, I'm like, oh, you can be my friend, but I'm never going to date you why because as friends i've seen that you can barely open up your bible every day you're struggling out here and i'm i'm gonna say this too i don't i don't i'm not mad at you if your relationship isn't perfect that does not disqualify you in my eyes but if you can't carry yourself how are you going to carry me And so there's just a lot of moments in my life where people have been like, oh, I want to pursue you. And I say the same thing. You need to pursue Jesus first because I can tell that he's not your main pursuit. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. And if that offends you, pursue Jesus because it won't offend you if you're really pursuing after him. It won't. And so I just I have this thing where I'm like, I know what's on my life and I can't allow it to be captive by somebody who's not ready to carry it and i think the church has idolized marriage to this place where my view is kind of like a weird view to have of oh well she just doesn't want to be married oh well she doesn't understand i'm going to be honest with you marriage is not the end goal the end goal is for me to be before the father in the temple singing holy 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 with the angels. It is, that is my pursuit. That is my goal. Marriage is not my goal. And if I get married on this earth or I don't, I'm going to be good because I know the one that loves me, right? And so I'm watching though, I'm watching girls and guys get broken by this idea that they're meant to be in a certain phase of life that they're not in yet. And then they're feeling lonely and they're feeling broken and they're feeling like God... I didn't do it correctly or I mis made a mistake somewhere because I don't have marriage I'm gonna be so honest with you. If you have Jesus you have the main thing You do and I know some of you guys are out here like listening right now And you're like, but I'm so lonely and I'm so tired of sitting in this season and I'm gonna say this to you Again, he sees your heart He knows you feel lonely. He knows But will you keep pursuing him? Will you keep loving him? Will you keep choosing him? The world told you you needed something, right? The world told you that you need marriage. An unhealthy culture told you that marriage is your fulfillment. Jesus didn't tell you that. What did Jesus tell you? That he's your fulfillment. That he is the one who will overflow your cup. He is the well. Not marriage, not relationship. Marriage is beautiful, but if it's our main goal, then we've lost the real goal. At the end of the day, what I really want in my heart of hearts, right, is to worship Jesus with a heart locked on him, with eyes of fire locked on him. That is it for me. I want to see revival on the earth. And I'm not willing to sacrifice my anointing for a man who's not ready to carry it. I'm not. I'm not willing to sacrifice my relationship that I have dug for years to build this well for somebody who can barely open their Bible. I'm not willing. Am I willing to look at you and go, I'll let you take time to build yourself, to regroup yourself, to heal yourself? Yes, I'm more than willing to do that. But if your pursuit is not him, then my pursuit is not you. And I don't see anything wrong with that. And if you're upset with that, that I'm like calling people to pursue the father above all else, then we got to completely shift our vision of why we're on this earth. Because I'm pretty sure in the word it says that we are to spread the gospel, to make disciples, to heal the sick. Right? I'm pretty sure that was the commandment that Jesus gave to us. And I don't think in that commandment it was to get married. I, I know that some of you guys are like feeling so arrested and upset about what I'm saying right now but this is it the goal is not to get married the goal is to sing holy 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 that's it that is it and if you get married it's beautiful if you step into that level of covenant that's beautiful and you know what you get to tell your kids about you get to tell him about the moment you laid it all down. About how bad you wanted to be married, but you locked eyes with a king. About how you wanted something so much more, <laughs> but you laid it down. Your flesh laid it down. And you said, you know what, but I'm not going to partner with my feelings today. I'm going to partner with heaven. What does heaven want for me? Because what heaven wants for me is a lot different than what my soul says it wants. It is. And so I just think we have to shift our view of marriage in the church. We have to get away from this, this ideology and this doctrine of if they're not married, then they're not important because it's breaking people and it's, it's making them feel insignificant. Honestly, at the end of the day, this is my heart. This is my heart. Like If I could show you a vision of what I want my life to look like, right? I want to be married. But I also want to be able to tell my kids about the man I locked eyes with. Not the one that stands next to me and I call my husband. No, I'm talking about the one who gave his life for me. I'm talking about the one that died on the cross. I want to tell him about him. My husband is amazing. That'd be an amazing thing that happens to me. Right, But at the end of the day, I want my children to know me for my love for Jesus above all else. The love I have for my husband only gets to transcend into the love I have for Jesus. I hope they get to tell their children's children about how much I love Jesus and how that related to my marriage. That's it. About how me and my husband ran and burned for revival on this earth. For a generation to see his face, to seek his face, to spend more time in prayer, to give him the glory above all else. To not seek out fame, to not seek out themselves, but to seek the one who is seated on the throne. That's what I want. And if marriage comes along in the midst of that, that's beautiful. If it doesn't, it's still beautiful. But this longing, this idolization is hurting people not healing people all right that's all i got that was savage and um i wasn't expecting to even do that tonight so i hope you guys have a good one and the next episode i'm going to talk about my adoption because i was supposed to talk about it this time but i did not um but yeah i hope you guys have a good one and i'm out